Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's actually staying. Go, 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 go. No, oh, I, it's that. staying in, sorry, because I had to sneeze right there <laughs> just before we start the show today. Yes, welcome to RL Aftershock, the longest running independent podcast for everything that is Rocket League esports in the European scene. I don't think I've ever heard you buckle on this show quite like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's been a good while. Yeah, it's been a good while. That's good to hear, man, because we have a slow show today, so we're going to struggle, I think, throughout the course of this one. Not much has really happened outside the regular set of results. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not a lot of news, not a lot of anything of any significance going down, with the exception of one small discussion we want to have at the top end of the show. Um, just as Rocket League kind of trucks along in the midst of the coronavirus, we're in week two of, uh, of isolation at this stage, Bacon. Yeah, we're currently... Sort of at the start, everything else within the real world has now completely closed down. And it's an interesting thing because we all say at this point, like working in esports, we can move online. Don't get me wrong, me and Jay have had work sort of cut, but we can still live. We're still making enough like <laughs> money to live, and so are a lot of <laughs> sorry, continue. Right, you've just gotta stop buying caviar, dude. That's it. I'm Simple not solution right now. Shit all, mate. I'm I'm game of girl bath water you've got to calm down on that stuff <laughs> wow. okay but, wow yeah the world of esports still continues all moving online so it feels a little bit less prestigious don't get me wrong but you can see like with the change to rlcs how it is possible and realistically looking on the silver side we've now got shogun and johnny who are one step closer to getting that dream rocket league scenario we know it's not going to be a long-term thing generally next season should be all things back to you know, usual run as standard. But for now, we just keep trucking on. And realistically, that shows the power that esports has over regular, you know, events. Like with the Premiership closing down, near enough every single sporting event in the world is closed down. It's cool to see that esports can survive, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, like, we don't need a live event. I mean, it would be nice to have a live event. But we don't need a live event to make this whole thing happen. And uh, that's part of the reason why RCS is so cool at the moment. Uh, we get to watch everything online, cast it online. And unfortunately, we won't have a world championship, but that's fine because everything is here for you to consume online here at Our Aftershock. And today, we have all the regular results and shit. We have an issue an issue of debate for this week, Bacon. Mm. Uh, some drama in the rival series. For those of you who are watching the B stream, and for those of you who are keeping up with Reddit, you'll probably know about the uh, the uh, disconnection issue and we'll be talking about all that here on the 67th episode of RL Aftershock so let's start with that very point as well in our news um, uh, I mean it, it's, it, I, don't th- I don't know if you can call it news per se but I'm putting it in the news section because I can't find anywhere else to put it uh, obviously mm-hmm. this is the story of uh, Rick's Ronde disconnecting in overtime uh, to allow a goal to go in for Weedem goals a goal that could have saved them in the series bacon because Triple Trouble were up on match point at that point I still remember the pandemonium and confusion that we had on the stream because we were there casting that uh, that, that matchup. And um, uh, it, it, it was a bit of a weird one because at first you thought that the goal had to go ahead. I wanted to get admin confirmation and eventually we had like a bit of misinformation being going around. Eventually we got the uh, uh, the call from the admins that the goal, well, that the overtime was to be replayed. And then when it was replayed, obviously the uh, Triple Trouble side scored the final goal in OT, making their series win three to one for those of you who uh, mm-hmm. don't mind being spoiled in that particular series. But um, uh, 
This sparked a shit ton of drama. Holy fuck. Tweets coming in from Ixo, from Breezy, from Tadpole, from fucking whoever the hell was involved in it. <laughs> like, everybody was just... They was losing their fucking minds about this. Like, it was... Yeah. Uh, I mean, all, all, the, all the tweets are deleted now, um, but, like, some of the behavior and some of the attitudes from people, like, was fucking stupid. Really fucking stupid. Yeah, we understand, of course, that initial reaction. Largely, it was stemmed from uh, the lads of Weird M Girls, of course, because they're going to be right down the dumps. This, for them, could have been the turning point to maybe get it back up into one of those top spots. Now they're doomed to second uh, half of the bracket, maybe still just trying to scramble on into staying in for next season. But the big underlying... There are two big problems currently going on with uh, Rocket League, and one's the stem of the other. First, the servers are shite. We can't go a series at the moment, Jay, without seeing the big technical issues, players not being able to connect to lobby or that sort of shit going on in every single series on the main broadcast. It's in RORS, RLCS, CRL, here on the B stream as well, and it's affected the B stream quite heavily. And then as a stem of that, where we're now moved to a completely online format um especially here with uh the b stream we we don't know what is going on in this case where there was a dc in the middle of the game um a bit of the controversy should uh is like oh could they have saved the goal and all of that like that's a big part of it i we look back over the game and tadpole stopped really early so they should be fine because they were just trying to flag it on up uh they didn't see anything in the game but they were of course going on discord or whatever about that it, it comes to a point of a competitive integrity because personally I'm, I'm completely against this right now or the current rulings. I think you should continue on until there is a break in gameplay, until there is a goal scored. It sucks in the OT, I know that, but competitively, that is how it should stand. On a LAN, it is different because you can all throw your hands up instantly and it, there's no like reaction time, of course, but in an online environment, that's how I think it should play out. But the rules as they stood... Rick's Ronde and the rest of Triple Trouble were completely in their right by the rules to play this out, and everything went according to Sarnitz's plan, you could say. I mean, yeah, you're in direct, uh, in direct disagreement with Scheist, who uh, already came out on the Reddit thread for this particular discussion. And he said, quote, this was an unfortunate situation, but I strongly believe the admins acted correctly. Uh, going forward, I'll be ensuring all pl uh, players report PC issues to us well ahead of time so we can prevent this sort of thing. I'll make an announcement to players on Mondays, uh, stating that they need to let us know if any uh, potential issues will flare up for the weekend and then work with each individual player uh, on resolving these issues uh, well before any games start. Hopefully that will mitigate any future issues like this, which is fair play to them for coming out and obviously making uh, the best effort on Sionis's part for this one. Um, but I have to say that I agree with, with, with Scheist on the part, you know, about, you know, the admins acting correctly. Because personally, I don't think tech issues oh, yeah. should be uh, a major problem within the context of, uh, or should be a deciding factor uh, in, in a Rocket League sort of matchup. Especially in this context where... We're looking at a, uh, a, you know, a single goal in overtime to decide the whole thing. And for both teams as well, a lot of weight resting on that particular match. We have obviously both teams sort of sitting on that border between, you know, staying in rival series for a season and relegating down to requalify. Like that could be the kind of thing that destroys teams in certain respects. So you really have to take these kind of matches seriously. And while I, I, I do understand your reasoning behind, uh, you know, letting the results mm. play out, I, I don't personally agree with that. Um, I think that we need to have the best competitive integrity in 
there should be a system in place. This is the part of the reason why I wish everyone had access to the uh, the pause function in in private lobbies yep. because uh, that way, you know, if a player if a player DCs on one side or the other, then that way in 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 that private lobby they can. Um, uh, uh, the, the the team can immediately just call the pause, say, look, we've got a DC, we've got a problem right now. Uh, can we you know, and and just vote for a pause? Essentially, you can do that in CS all the time. You know, in the, if you're in ten seconds within a round, you can call a stop call, and that round won't even count. You know, say, and 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 if if we had a system like that in Rocket League where you could pause the game, much like how RLCS admins can pause the game, then we could be in a much better position, and we wouldn't have to have nearly as much drama on this situation as we did. Yeah, and a lot of this stems down to two different thoughts. And the one thing which I saw a lot of people put out is if it's coming down to a tech issue on your end with your PC, it should be down to you as a player to make sure you don't have that. But on the counteract, this is probably down to the new update put out, the March update, which was a big change up in the coding of the game from DirectX 9 to DirectX 11, making a standard there. So that can cause all kinds of wonkiness uh, to different systems. You know, you get overlapping drivers and such, which can affect it. I've currently got a problem with my PC where the, the DS4 seems to be mucking up my screens a little bit like one screen will just go randomly dark we're talking about this on the tcs broadcast last night both my side monitors were just completely like at one percent brightness and i couldn't change them throughout the whole broadcast but just that's the sort of thing i'm experienced as a caster what if you're a player that is a whole different world isn't it and mm. does that come down to you as a player making sure you sort that shit out or does it come down to developers not to put out a bloody update in the middle of a competitive season i don't know it's it's a whole weird case and realistically you could just go around all day pointing fingers at each other what happened is understandable they restarted the game so nothing lost nothing gained i think at the end of the day this was the best result, but I still feel like in my heart of heart, like I, I prefer the idea of continue on until there is a goal, but I understand this way of thinking. Well, speaking of pointing fingers, uh, I do want to make a note about the situation that happened on Twitter because uh, everybody fucking mm -hmm. had to chime in with some sort of thoughts about this whole situation. Um, uh, there was a... Um, uh, there, there was a whole sit there was a whole shit show from Snasky Flarky chiming in about all sorts of uh, different uh, bits and pieces trying to bring some new sort of like thing to the fold and some of the name calling and some of the situation like there's screenshots of Exo's Twitter he was being salty as all hell stuff that doesn't go away by the way like if someone pulls up this information yep. on you and you're looking for an organization breezy Exo guys this is not going to work for you you are going to screw your careers so quickly I thought we've moved past this I really thought we did with the whole Veloce drama and prior to that, the Triple Trouble drama, in fact, you know, like, well, I know Triple Trouble aren't quite as nearly involved, but we them girls could become the next Triple Trouble if you keep going down this particular route. You know, it, 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 the result is the result that admin decision is final and you have to respect that. And while, yes, you can raise up an issue later, in the end, the rules are the rules. It states it clearly. And even Psyonix gave their blessing to the whole situation, right? If you have an, a disagreement with that, then find the, uh, find the quote in the rule book that says otherwise and raise it up privately. But instead, you're taking to 
Twitter. Everyone's got themselves yeah. into a manic debate. There's all sorts of like name calling and shit saying it was a, a Rix's responsibility. And yeah, I, I, I'm aware that as well, Rix's PC was known to be giving issues, uh, but we don't know for how long for. As you said, there was an update very recently that could have had some fucking wonky shit as well. Like at that point, that's out of his hands. And the people that are saying that Rick should have to, that, 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 that Rick should just be able to easily just, uh, um, just, uh, was it buy a new PC? Like, fuck it, guys, no. you, do, you do realize no. that you know, RLRS <laughs> players, especially in those unorganization teams, i.e. Triple Trouble, We Dem Girls, etc., they don't have the kind of money to fucking go out and just buy a new PC. It doesn't work like that. It's not quite as easy. It's easy for you to say, sitting back in your chairs, fucking sipping on your beers and thinking, oh yeah, no, this is bullshit for my favorite team. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. If they were salaried, if this was any other situation, if this was in the RLCS, sure, the organization can set them up. But that's not the case right here. Yes, mm. there were issues. Yes, maybe it's a bit onto Rix's responsibility. If it happens again, at that point, I've got no mercy. But considering this is the first time it's happened in the entire season... I think the uh, the issues and the blame and the hate and the saltiness from everybody is just so fucking unwarranted here. Yeah, and just going on a different little point as well. When we were sitting there in the lobby, and I think it was afterwards when the series finished, because it was last one day, and we were talking to the admins at Rifle, and we were just there like, is there a way for us to get logs? Because it started them going through our heads of, if you're playing in an online scenario like this, what is... It for a player to just like you know the old school days of just pull out the ethernet cable from their pc you know like i'm just saying like cheating is always a thing you've got to always account for it you know you don't instantly think of that but is is there a log system within rocket league that's continuously going to the server and that players can pull from their pcs to prove that they just haven't instantly dc'd from their end you know because this is the sort of things you gotta keep thinking about that if we go down the line because realistically i could see more higher class tournaments being played online pure uh, whilst they're they're also being the lands ecosystem going on and what's to stop a player doing that and this is just the sort of like scenarios where points like that get highlighted because a lot of, like we saw that coming out from the weed and girls players calling foul play and all of that sort of stuff um on them saying it was a bit bullshit and all of this but i mean we're, we're taking the best of all players but i'm just saying like you know tin hat it, i know it's not true but what is the software player down the line doing that? You know, purposely crashing their PC, Alt F4 and out game, and just saying there when they're in a uh, disadvantageous scenario, just saying, oh, my game crashed. See, it's a bit weird with that because, like, while logs will be able to, uh, um, will, will be able to get information and more information than we already have, I don't know if it will be enough information. Um, it depends at the same time, isn't it down to the job to also try and get as much as you possibly can? You can't get everything, but you should be able to get as much as possible to try and cover every area. You're not going to always be 100% secure, not even on LAN, are you really? So, yeah, well, what's the stop places like this and i'd imagine just a log tracker which could be enabled and is only available for say private lobby games and it's something that you know has to be enabled within your options what, See, what's to thing, stop that coming in 
I think the thing with that is that obviously it, it comes to this whole issue of privacy and debating about that. Obviously, that's a hot button topic at the moment outside mm -hmm. of uh, outside of general health issues. So I can understand why people would be against it. I think an opt in uh, uh, an opt in option would be the best sort of workaround and solution for that. Um, uh, but again, it depends how much information this whole thing captures. Because if it captures just connection issues, then uh, you know uh, that that. Then, then, for example, like if you if you have like a genuine internet outage or something like that in your area, then obviously that's out of your control. But if it just logs internet went down or disconnection, then someone can misinterpret that as being a uh, as being foul play and they kicked out the router or something like that. You know, it, it depends how much information the, the logs can can gain overall. And I'm no coding expert. I don't know what it could pull. I don't know what you could find yeah. in the context of uh, of Rocket League. There's only so much that I can uh, that I can say in terms of debugging. That's certainly a Trox question. I feel like if <laughs> we uh, had him on the show, but we don't. So the best we can do is push forward. Yeah, and, for uh, me, give up. I wouldn't see a problem with that. It's just because, like, just at the same point, just don't go watching Pornhub whilst you're playing a Rocket League game. Pretty simple. <laughs> um, because realistically, they could see that you're on Spotify. What song you're listening to? Don't worry, look, Astro. Look, we right. all know you listen to Ariana Grande. That's fine. <laughs> no one's judging you there, buddy. But. Yeah, you can't really. It would be more down to your PC not being able to get what other PCs are doing on the network. Look, right. I know that Spain and Italy have got a good deal with that Pornhub thing situation, <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that there and just end off this topic by saying yes, it's an unfortunate situation, but I don't think that most of the hate was uh, was warranted, and I think that the admins acted in the right form. You might disagree, Bacon, but all in all, the rules are the rules, and they have been enforced in this case. Let's oh, end yeah. things off there, okay? That's and move on to our tournament roundup. There is no mailbag this week. There's no more news. There is sweet fuck all going on in the Rocket League space. Look, how can we get mail when there's no postmen out there delivering you know they're in quarantine that's true. as well that's, true. that's the problem right now that's mm. true everyone's in quarantine i mean well, everyone except everyone in the uk for fuck's sake because you know there's the, no, no one's in quarantine out here like we're self-isolating just for shits and giggles for the most part uh, I, a but, lot know. of jobs are closing down i think the only thing left up is like nhs and my mate is an ecologist and uh like his, his boss is just an absolute arsehole so that, that's pretty much it <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> awesome well uh there you go that's the situation and uh, we'll move on again to our tournament roundup again uh, uh, uh three tournaments again to uh, talk about here the european invitational being our first one um uh, since last week we had eight new results posted in the group stage to close out the group stage uh from left to right not necessarily in correct order but left from right and top to bottom uh, as of the bottom two rows is what we actually uh, had come down uh, since the last episode csm lost to asn three to one so return their, uh, uh, returning their wins uh, back to uh, to one to one on that uh, board after they lost in the RLCS. <laughs> Singularity beating Weedem goals though, a three to two series for that one. Endpoint upsetting the FC Barcelona side at three to two, all the same. Mouseboards just about pinching away against RCD Espanyol, three to two uh, up. Uh, Dignitas beating TSM at three to two, all the same. Runner Vitality losing to Sandrock Gaming, and Veloce oh, beating Savet Geneva at three to two on the board with the final matchup. Being Triple Trouble Reciprocity, Triple Trouble won that at three to one. Giving us a final playoff position in our double elimination bracket. Oh, are you okay there, Bacon? My mic arm has just fallen off. <laughs> out of, I'm going to just give me one second. I'm going to mute myself because I'm going to have to hold my mic for the rest of the show. <laughs> I'll let you fix that while I go through the playoffs positions because the quarterfinals have been decided and the draw has looked like Notorious Legion are taking on Singularity, Triple Trouble are taking on Endpoint, Sandrock are taking on Dignitas, and Veloce are taking on RCD Espanol. Now, I want to start with that Sandrock result um, just because, for me, it feels like 
the RLCS teams aren't giving a shit uh, as of late. Like this, a lot of the results, here's the thing, right? If it was one mm -hmm. upset, if Sandrock Gaming got a 3-0 above everybody pretty legit, and that was the only only big thing that we saw, then fair enough, I, I, I can understand that. But that's not the only RLCS team that went out. FC Barcelona got upset this week. Mouse Sports are out in the group stage. Obviously, ASM and TSM are also out, but Reciprocity got no wins on their board. You know, we them girls, I would have pinned to be within that contention, and they're also out. Meanwhile, you take a look at the rival series teams, Alexa Singularity, Notorious Legion, Endpoint, Triple Trouble, RCD. You've got more rival series teams here than championship series teams. And with Sandrock there, the overall balance just gets thrown <laughs> out to hell. I genuinely think the teams don't care about this tournament. Why? So this is an interesting one because I think there's a case of definitely reciprocity for me looked like they didn't care at all uh, when we're looking at Group D. Uh, Mouse Sports is a bit of a weird case. It felt more like they struggled because they got a 3-1 win against reciprocity and a 3-2 win against RCD. They didn't care when they came into Triple Trouble. They looked god awful during that series i will say like just g general standards i don't know if triple trouble really like figured them out or whatever i highly doubt it but yeah that's the one game they looked awful because they still got two to one three teams had two to one in that bracket it just came down to game differentials when you look to the other ones fc barcelona i'll allow because veloce endpoint actually played very decent during that one but with the one we've really got to look at is renault vitality j because like you said it's is it just a case they did not bother? Singularity beating Vitality 3-2. Okay, that's another replayer back in the RLCS, but realistically, Vitality should have taken that. Vitality taking the win against WDG, sure, but against Sandrock Gaming? I know it was somewhat a fairly close series, but just vitality when you're currently touted as the best team in the world once again now that you've clicked with alpha just what the fuck are you lads doing I, I just don't think they don't, they don't care, to be honest. Like, mm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, I thought, you know, when coming into this, is a great initiative that they got all these RLCS teams and RLRS teams playing together for $20,000. It will be a great little show match, a great opportunity to introduce Sandrock, uh, Sandrock Gaming as well to the scene. I thought, yeah, this would also be brilliant. But if no one takes it seriously, that devalues the whole fucking point. Yep. And it devalues the whole fucking tournament as a whole. And I feel like in a lot of cases, there were teams that didn't bother trying. You know, Mouseports got swept against Triple Trouble earlier in the tournament, and that was, just such a you know such a shit show from them. Uh, they lost. To, they, they 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 took that win against Reciprocity, which was you know a case of even more that they just didn't give a shit with Reciprocity also being on form, uh, off form I should say. Then you know the reason why they lost three zero. It, it's it's just. Like all these results don't make sense to me. And another thing I'm going to throw out there, and, and this is pure speculation on my part, but it is something to consider as well, right? Sandrock got 3-0 in a tournament that's sponsored by the owner of Sandrock Gaming. Now, oh boy. I'm not going to call foul play here, but this is something to consider as well. There is a serious conflict of interest in this tournament. And I know that I never pointed this out when I first came in because I wasn't looking into the details when the first, when the tournament went straight up. That should have been my responsibility to do that. I, I, I take, I take responsibility for that. But, even so, like you, you got to consider this does not look good for the integrity of the esport. And I know that everyone is, everyone's happy that we're seeing more investment come into the Rocket League space, but Come on, guys. This 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 looks suspicious at best. Three zero against Singularity, Renault Vitality, and Weedem Girls. Singularity, Weedem Girls, fine, sure, but Renault Vitality three one down. 
like you know this 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 this, this looks suspect at, at best you know very suspect mm, for me the way i look is vitality ain't going to drop that because they got such an impact themselves singularity i highly doubt it from the players the only one i would say you could see something like that from would be wdg purely because they are expected to be the bottom team or at least like joint bottom with sandrock and with no org no i'm really checking on them they could take a bribe you know what you're suggesting but that didn't happen it went to game five so i don't expect any foul play at all here jay but like you said there is a conflict of interest of course and with a team that should be ranked probably the lowest amongst that group coming out on top it's you you will get people pointing fingers that that's just it and uh hush tones behind it's like it's it. It just feels like th things are going a little bit too conveniently here uh, for for Samrock for my for, for my taste. You know, like I mean, I'm 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 very cautious when it comes to situations like well, just this. On that same note, let's go over to Notorious Legion. Like they absolutely smashed out of the park. The best team currently in the Invitational. I'm going to call Jay. And do do you count their free one against ASM? The free uh, sorry, the free O against TSM. The free two against Dig or the free two against ASM. Here's no, the thing. because we've we've Legion earned that. Sandroid Rock did, but I just feel like they didn't. <sighs> Sandrock had teams that just were not really performing. That's it's, the question no, there. With, with the notorious Legion thing, I think it was legit because TSM are fucking terrible. ASM are also fucking terrible, and Dignitas put up a fight. You know, they actually put up a bit of a fight. And when you consider they're an RLCS team that are on, you know, a uh, uh, on a hot streak right now, probably the best in Europe. They still managed to go to overtimes against Notorious Legion. Notorious Legion were only single goal differentials in all of their wins. You know, mm -hmm. like I think that that's a legit result for Notorious Legion. An online tournament where it seems like RLCS teams don't really give much of a shit. Fair enough. You know. I think the Notorious Legion had a, had a legit time. But with the Sandrock squad, I have never seen a new team come out of the gate and swing so fucking hard for the fences and hit every single time. You know, for me, I'm not I'm not saying it's it's 100%. I don't have enough evidence to back that up. But at the very least, to me, I have seen foul play with these very signs in the past in Counter-Strike. You know, I wouldn't I, I would be lying to say I'm not scared for competitive integrity if this is the precedent we're setting, you know, and no one seems to be questioning the origins of Incivic in this case. Right. I know there was a thread that went up on Reddit. That's mm -hmm. ask, hey, who is in Civic? What's this situation about? And everyone was very sympathetic to his situation just because he was giving $20,000 to the European scene, which I'm happy that you gave us that $20,000. But if Sandrock come out and they manage to go through the entire upper bracket, you're going to get nothing but raised eyebrows from me because this group stage has already seemed a little bit weird with teams not giving a shit. The fact that they're getting three zeros against legit squads as well. Like something's not, I'm not saying that something, that, that something's up here, but something feels very off about this situation, you know? Yeah, it's understandable because we've seen it, especially with Rockley. We'll just use the example before with Mocket. You know, not exactly. only is it shitty York, but also with their tournaments as let well. Us, let, let's, so, let me let me let me let, let, let's just switch the situation around a little bit, right? Because Mocket were doing similar sort of things back in the day with community tournaments, not of the same sort of scale. But imagine mm. if Mocket were the team in Sandrock's position, and the sponsor of the tournament was what's his fucking name, Lucky, Luckily, or something like that. Lucky, I don't yeah, know. yeah, Lucky. Imagine if Lucky was sponsoring this tournament and Mocket were in 
in that fucking first place position. There would be blue bloody murder across the entire scene. Everyone mm-hmm. would be out crying saying, this is outrageous. This should not be a thing, you know? Like, the, the, that, that is the situation we're talking about here. The only reason we're not saying that about San Rockin' and Civic is that we're looking at the situation we don't know much about in Civic. He's oh, very, it's very innocent new. until proven guilty. That's exactly. it, isn't it, you know? But I'm not saying, saying that he's like, guilty of anything. I'm just saying that, like, just take a look at this from a fresh perspective, guys, because we've been starved of money for so long that people seem to be turning a blind eye to this very situation when, in reality, we shouldn't be. We should be questioning everything. My only point problem with that is literally just paranoia because I personally think this is fine, but it's just going to be there going forward. It, it'll be an interesting little case and a little like watch because realistically for me within RLCS, I don't see a reason for Sionics to add a Middle Eastern region. Middle East will probably, if it does happen, get clumped in with Asia, you know? So the biggest question is just what is there to gain for this, like spending all this money on whatnot within Rocket League for a Middle Eastern team when there's currently no pros to gain from it? It's just an interesting area. I'm just intrigued, really. I think we have to keep our close eye on this team and this whole situation as a whole. Um, They're a good again, team. No, I, I think I think that they've got potential. You know, like I don't think that all of these results. Are, again, I'm not saying that these results are not legit because I still think the Sandrock had a pretty decent time against Weedem Girls. You can clearly see that Singularity and Weedem Girls were trying in their series. So you know, I, I feel like Sandrock have a lot of potential as a team. I'm just saying that even if it is legit, it does not look like a great look on the uh, 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 on the tournament, on the Saudi Arabia scene as a whole, on Sandrock or in Civic uh, with the current situation and and with what feels like like some very suspect results. But we'll leave that there. Again, I'm going to keep my eyes on this whole thing as going forward. I'm going to do my own investigations, try to see what I can find out. Uh, But moving on, uh, more teams that seem to be fucking just not giving a shit about this tournament. FC Barcelona uh, <laughs> lost to Endpoint uh, when previously they managed to sweep them 3-0. Uh, we've got a bit more talking point about FC Barcelona as a whole later on uh, in the show when it comes to the uh, RLCS results. Uh, but this should not have been a match they should have lost. You know, especially not getting up at match point at the very, very end. You know, they contested right up to the very, very last game where Endpoint just fucking smashed them 5-2. Like... W- just to echo my points about teams not giving a shit this feels like a result that FC Barcelona just didn't care about this tournament yeah because you look at how Endpoint have been playing recently it has been all fucking over the place I like Endpoint as a team but they are just not living up to the standard which they should be playing at you look at their results when RLCS and you can see that just as clear as day Endpoint coming on in is what should have realistically been the strongest team making it or sorry sorry, second strongest team because we forget about ASM but it's the strongest team that promoted up to um rcs through the promotion relegation tournament and they just have not been able to figure it out so coming up against barca who have just absolutely hit out of the park and you know we thought it would just be a sideways change bringing in flakes instead they've really worked out their team plays however last week they just could not get together what is going on there I will say, as a caveat, Jay, you look to their match uh, where they went up against um, ASM and it was not a pretty series. So maybe no. it was just an off week for Barca. I'll give them that caveat. 
Yeah, again, another situation which I want to keep my eyes on with FC Barcelona because, um, you know, the, the story is developing for this team and it continues to develop. I thought that we had hit like a bit of a climax last week when we saw them sort of smash it out the park in the championship series and have some really close results and they're looking like a formation team. But uh, this this result here in the championship series result we'll talk about a little bit later on. Um, uh, it doesn't lean all, all that well to the favour of FC Barcelona, but they're out in the group stage, endpoint taking that position away from them. They join Veloce Esports and all the regulars uh, in that. Uh, playoffs position so we'll have a quick move on to those playoffs uh, obviously I mentioned earlier Notorious Legion versus Singularity Triple Trouble versus Endpoint Sandrock versus Dignitas Veloce versus RCD give a small preview as to how we think are going to go uh, how, how these matches are going to go and how we think this bracket will play out Bacon go for it so I reckon the Taurus Legion will beat Singularity. I don't know. The Taurus Legion at the moment are just hitting it out of the park and there's no stopping them. Endpoint, I would love to see them beat tri Triple Trouble purely because I feel like otherwise it's way too easy a run for the Taurus Legion. Uh, Dignitas should take down Samrock Gaming and RCD Espanol should be able to take down Veloce. This is always going to be me continuously putting Veloce down but realistically, I know that Veloce will come out there. It'll be Dig versus Veloce. Dig makes it on through. They go up against Notorious Legion and Dig will smack Notorious Legion. Dig going to come out on top. Don't need to talk about lower bracket, I think, Drew. Yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, again, you know, caveats in there. One, I'll see whether or not Indian Tass actually care about this whole thing because I feel like in general, like with the lack of care from all parties involved in this tournament is a bit of a shame, so... Anyways, we'll move on to talk about the RLRS next. Uh, we're zooming through this fucking uh, show really quickly, by the way, Bacon. I feel like we're uh, going to we, have... Uh, it will slow down now, trust yeah. me, because RLCS <laughs> and RLRS have lots to talk about. Oh, yeah, absolutely, we do. Um, uh, but don't be surprised that it's a short show. I mean, there's only really so much going on in the world of Rocket League at the moment, so um, expect that for the next few weeks. Uh, certainly with the <laughs> coronavirus, there's a good chance that lands get cancelled and there'll be nothing to fucking talk about. So... RLRS, let's talk about this week, week five of the uh, Rival Series action. We saw Triple Trouble taking on RJM when they lost that matchup 3-1 on the board for that RJM side. We them girls smashed Baguette Squad as expected, 3-0. RCD went 3-2 above the Notorious Legion Esports squad in a reverse sweep matchup that, honestly, I really fucking enjoyed. Uh, Vertex took on Savet Geneva, 3-0 easy. <laughs> then on the B stream, uh, Solari versus Baguette Squad went 3-0. Notorious Legion versus Vertex went 3-0. Can I just say, by the way, I feel bad for Crafters because this was the only oh, week yeah. he could do, and he got full-on sweeps for his fucking uh, matches. So I feel dreadful games as yeah, well as sweeps. They were, they were fucking terrible. But what wasn't terrible was the BDS versus RJM match and Triple Trouble versus We Them Girls. Uh, obviously, this is the match we talked about at the top of the show where the uh, overtime uh, tech issue came in. But those two matches went 3-1, both of them to the favor of BDS and Triple Trouble, respectively. Leaving your final standings as RCD still on top. The 6-0 uh, season so far for them. Still looking for that 9-0. Another perfect opportunity for them to do the Veloce and uh, auto-promote into the next season of the RLCS BDS trailing in behind at five to one with the highest game differential at plus 10 of any of the teams so far. Uh, Solari at five to two at plus eight. Notorious Legion four, three alongside RJM there in the fourth and fifth positions, plus seven and plus two for those teams respectively. 
Triple Trouble round out the top six at three to three on the board, but they are being contested by Weedem Girls also at three to three, separated by plus three and negative two on the game difference. Vertex at two to five, negative six on the game difference. Uh, still a bit of a chance for them to make it into that top six if they get really good on the last couple uh, in, in the last uh, couple of weeks. And, and in the bottom two, we've got Savet Geneva and Baguette Squad both confirmed to be out of the rival series here. And I kind of want to start with this whole thing of Savet Geneva because. Um, while they did look good in the European Invitational, um, the further context of where these results have come out from, like it feels like Savet are having a really fucking rough time, um, uh, and 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 they obviously their season is already over now. There's no way to get back into the champion mm. into the rival series. There's obviously no way to promote it, as you would have expected. And I kind of want to take a look at the post mortem more than anything else here because they had a great start, a great start in week one beating Baguette Squad, but it seems like everyone's beating Baguette Squad now, and ever since then they've just looked pretty terrible for this kind of level for me when it comes down to Savet Geneva inconsistency has hurt them so much each week there is one player on that team that is not performing and it's a massive problem you cannot be like that I know this is a side that you know is probably quite young in its nature, uh, definitely the least experienced side throughout the entirety of the rival series. I, I will put them on par with Solari. Solari have been around in the French scene for ages, but this was finally them coming together. They were always the three youngest players on their team. So they do have experience on other squads and all of that. But for Savet Geneva, this was their big break. And I mean, we said it, Jay, probably a season too early for this side. So we knew they're probably going to be knocked out, you know, in the bottom four position, but we did not think it was going to be this disastrous, did we? Yeah, especially considering we've seen all the talents from Switzerland. Like it's it's very underrated where 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 Switzerland stands on the grand scale of Rocket League because they've got so much talent in that scene. You know, like it's it's unprecedented. You know, like it's just a case that I think the Swiss esports scene as a whole has a very bad mentality problem, and that's case in point with certain conversations that we've had over the last couple of uh, over the last like week or so, um, which we can't obviously mention the details of. Um, uh, but it feels like there are some serious mentality and and commitment and um, professionalism issues uh, in mm. that Savet Geneva camp, which kind of echoes some points before because like they've been through roster changes before and this team was sort of like, uh, this team was around about a year ago uh, originally. You know, they, 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 they've made some changes since that point. They've returned to this three-man roster and it felt, it feels like we're going around in circles here to bring in a player who, um, uh, um, who, who apparently had the same issues and then turn around and be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, the, the same issues are cropping up again uh, for this team. And... It wouldn't surprise me if Savet made a roster move. I still think they've got some good talents. Like, Mirror Wing has just got to get himself a bit more consistent, and Zafair has been fucking amazing. Mm. I think that those two, if they stuck together and still searched around Switzerland in some soul-searching of their own and tried to find a committed player who's really good, and rest assured, there are real good fucking talents that I think they could find in that in that country. I think we could be seeing a second run for Savet Geneva Esports, but this current roster as it stands, way too many issues, way too many double commitments, way too many weeks where they just fall off the face of the earth like you know i'm i'm, I'm upset man i really am 
So for me, with Savet Geneva, this is a classic case of they need a coach and they need it bad. They need someone to just literally come on in and tell them to stop fucking mucking about and right. get their heads down. And yeah, just sort their shit out. Because they need, like we said, this is quite an immature team. They need a coach that will just come and set out groundwork. This is when you scrim. This is what you play. This is what you do to train. This is when you fucking show up before a game to be on time and get that warm up in like there's just you've got to have routine if you want to be a pro player or at least make the jump up because we always see within esports jay definitely within rocket league where teams will put that work in early and then when they get to the rlcs they might plateau a bit and that's purely because they think they're safe you know and that's just uh contentment right there but in the RLRS, it, there is definitely a case of you've got to put in the most work there because there is not a level below you. That is your entry point. So you've got to break past the RLRS because we know that every team within the RLCS gets picked up by an oil. But in the RLRS, we're doing pretty good this season. What with, I think it's six out of the 10 teams, RCD, BDS, Solari, Notorious, uh, Vertex, Savet, Geneva. So yep, six out of the 10 teams having all. But again, the money for half of them is not going to be anything you could even live off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And just to go back to the coaching point, obviously, you know, I think that like, you know, having an experienced coach under their realm, especially one with a lot of life experience um, and a lot of like, you know, general coaching aspects, not just Rocket League coaching. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, one of the things, uh, uh, one of the things that I want to, uh, 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 I particularly want to see is obviously that, that Gregan move. I think if they picked up Gregan, that would be fucking really, really big for, for Svet Geneva. Um, and the thing about it is that it's not out of the, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility either. You know, like they're English speaking on that team. They have English comms. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, because I think that they come from the, the German and French speaking regions of Switzerland respectively. So like to have someone like Gregan, like it's not out of the realm of possibility for Svet Geneva because this is a football club we're talking about, you know, like they're, a, um, they're an actual sports uh, and, and like a, a sports sort of like endemic, you know, they just have an esports department, which they play, pay their players. And they're just trying to focus on Switzerland because they're a Swiss based uh, 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 team. They've got the money to back up someone like a Gregan, you know, friend of Vitality are paying them the big bucks. Svet Geneva can pay them the big bucks easy. And if they did, I genuinely, Genuinely think that this is a a, a, a move that Savet should consider because it is that he's the kind of coach that you want to have. Not just because he knows the fucking game of Rocket League, not just because he knows what he's talking about when it comes to in-game mechanics, but as well as that, he seems to have like a good outlook on life in general. You know, like with fitness and <laughs> his general sort of like you know experiences as a whole. Like I think that he's the but probably not just a mechanical coach, but a life coach. And right now, a life coach is exactly what the players of Savet need. Yeah. That like is more that sort of case of just being able to get a system in order for this team because I also do realize by the way I, yep. I do realize by the way how far fetched it is to get the former Renault Vitality coach and manager yeah. to come and coach. I, I was Spectre gonna Geneva. say any RLRS team could do with having that bloke on their yeah. side and like coaching them on through. The problem just being that a lot of the orgs, even the teams probably aren't of a level to be able to get him on board. Like you said, Savet Geneva, if they are willing to put the money down, they could definitely, because they do have that cash as an org, but they, like, the esports department isn't their main focus, naturally, because they're a football team. So they're trying to balance that alongside 
other games and that. So it's far-fetched, but definitely a coach that will come on in and sort of like be a manager at the same time is what this event Geneva side uh, needs. And it is the point of we said that straight to Safair's face, didn't we, uh, last, yeah. uh, last night where we were just like, yeah, you're doing fine, but this is like, you need that. You just need someone to come in and put the groundwork because I, there's so much going on and you just need some of the experience to tell you what to do. That is it. And that would apply straight now. I think Solari, if they want to make the jump into RLCS, that would apply to them as well. You can see it's already working for RCD Espanol with the amount of support that team has behind them. So it just comes down to that is the big step up. And it's something that's quite cool you're seeing within Rocket League because it's making it feel more legit and professional when you compare it to other esports because it's only something that's relatively, I want to say, recent across the board. You know, like generally before, it's just players allowed to do what they want. They take the paycheck from the orgs, play under their name, and that was it. But no, over the last season to it's really been stepped up. Of course, like we said, that largely comes into play from where Greg and had to do that for the Vitality roster. Yeah, on the topic of RCD Espanol, like Ali Obi has been such a great sort of coach for them. Um, uh, you know, like the, individually, I think that like you know Tox somewhere in state could do some damage, but I never thought that RCD Espanol would sort of come together in a sort same sort of way. And I think a part of that is down to the coach sort of like really giving them the opportunities that they or, or, or setting them up for the opportunities that they themselves have created. So like you know, I, I think that coaching right now is most one of the most underrated things in the rival series. So. If you want to take your rival series teams to the next level, that's where you need to look. And again, there are some great coaches out there. So you know, have a sniff around and try to see if you can figure things out. But for now, for Civet Geneva, their run is done in the rival series. They are going to be relegated. They'll have to re-qualify next season if they want to try have another crack at it. But some changes will need to be made in that time period. Uh, another change that I'd like to see as well is uh, more amazing fucking matches uh, from the uh, chat from the rival series. Case in point, RCD versus Notorious Legion may well be the best match that we've had all season long at least from my personal memory i know i haven't seen every single game so i can't say that for absolute certain but uh we touted this one as the unstoppable force versus the immovable object and that is exactly what we fucking saw from here this match went all five games notorious legion felt like they had rcd on the ropes and then suddenly they fucking exploded <laughs> like this was awesome mm -hmm. i really really enjoyed this match yeah it was a fantastic little turnaround and for me, this shows that RCD are the real deal. They are RLCS worthy, not only within the European Invitational, of course, but here where they can adapt because you could see they, and this is actually a problem uh, for them a little bit at the moment, but they go, they can go into these early games and just not really have it all together where their opponents have just got them figured purely probably by research because they do have that very aggressive play style. So Notorious Legion, of course, hit out the park early, Jay, but RCD after the two games had figured it. And those first two games were almost sleepers when they woke up. Oh boy, did they, wake up and absolutely smack to the point where that game five was a fucking brazil 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, uh, RCD, I think that they met their, their best challenge so far in, in the championship series. And I think that if they hadn't gotten themselves together in that game three, then this would have been a 3-0, a shocker for Notorious mm. Legion. I still think the Notorious Legion have a lot of uh, potential behind them and seeing them sort of, uh, you know, smash it in week to have been a believer in this side. They've lost to some of the bigger teams that they have right now, the likes of BDS and, and, and such. Um, but like going into next week, and obviously they've got the likes of, uh, they've got the likes of Triple Trouble. Uh, which will be a uh, a fun match from my perspective. Um, and I think that they've got, uh, uh, what, two more matches to play. So they've got Triple Trouble next week and the week after they got Savet Geneva. If they take both of those matches, like Triple Trouble, I mean, Savet Geneva is going to be a given at this point. Um, but Triple Trouble, if they can manage to take them out, like they're still contesting, I feel like, for top for, for top three. You know, like they've, they've, they, they, they've got an opportunity, I think, ahead of them. They just have to get their next win on the board and they could still mm. be proving a lot to everybody, you know? Yeah, definitely. Trouble for me at the moment is still that case of they're a team of fantastic RLCS players, which probably over underestimated the competition this season. They thought, like we said on the stream when we were talking about that game, they came into the season thinking that they could do a savage. You know, they thought they could just come together. Picking up Bluey would be and replacing Brita B of him would finally be that firepower that they needed and they would trump. I mean, you take a look at the players and how they came into week one. Don't get me wrong. They went up super close against RCD Espanol. But they came into this season thinking, and everyone alongside them thought, well, this is an easy top three team. You know, we thought the same of Weed and Gills as well. I was thinking the same of both Vertex and RCD. RCD, I'm lucky that, like, I'm happy that I was right, but Vertex had been a complete different, you know, story. But it comes down to just how expectations have not been met this season by a lot of sides. We take that with BDS as well. You know, everyone thought because we didn't see them in the off season, we didn't know of them screaming at all that they would have just absolutely flopped to the side because they weren't bothering anymore but how they have really stepped it up in from week three onwards this season has been a sign of maturity and a lot of old players thinking that they might be you know well above the curve when that curve is really starting to reach its peak you know you i don't want to say there's a ceiling in rocket league because there clearly is not because you know new moves new ideas new formations are always getting fought up but you can definitely see that that level especially with the european invitational between the rlrs and rlcs is getting smaller and that also means that the level between the bubble scene and the rlrs is getting ever so much smaller as well so triple trouble might have been a bit too cocky this season they've really paid the price yeah, I mean, for them, they're still going to be within a position where they could stay in the rival series. Obviously, mm -hmm. they still got the chance to overtake Notorious Legion and RJM, assuming they get the next couple of victories together. But they obviously, have to get all wins. Yeah, that's the that's the point. They need to get all wins. And uh, in, in in a case for the, a lot of this sort of like mid mid table teams, like the fourth through sixth, like they're going to have to rely on some losses going their way as well, because mm -hmm. neither no, none of those teams are tied up with the top three. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, on their loss counts. So for BDS and Solari, they've got to lose some serious matches. And for BDS, that look. may well be a little bit, uh, that might be a bit tough for them because in the last couple of weeks, they've got RCD and Triple Trouble. Uh, Solari, might, maybe lesser so, they've got RJM and uh, uh, Weedem Girls. So they're in a much better position compared to where BDS are at. But that's part of the reason why I no, say, no, hey, no, 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 there's no. a chance available for the likes of Notorious Legion. What are you saying no about? I'm saying so, uh, BDS have got a game in hand. That's what you have to take. 
So Solari currently have RGM, which I don't want to fault too much. I've really uh, under-anticipated RGM's performance this season. Uh, but they also have Weedham Girls, who um, who I think they can take down as well. But BDS on the opposite hand, yes, they do have RCD. But you think if BDS get the win there, then they have pretty much secured themselves a top three finish. Then BDS <laughs> have to take on Vertex and then they take on Triple Trouble. Triple Trouble, like I said, have to win all three games and that would secure them a top three finish in one of the two uh, playoff spots. But Solari... They've got harder graph than Team BDS. BDS realistically are the only team there that can still fight and get that top number one spot. RCD Espanol and BDS, I think, are near enough the only two realistic options for that point. Solari are trying to fend off against Notorious Legion at the moment. And, of course, Triple Trouble in that same aspect. Yeah, I mean, some upsets could go the way of Solari, but I'm, I'm more considering BDS and the fact that they've got two tough games ahead of them with RCD and Triple Trouble mm -hmm. being ahead, you know, especially when the RCD camp where that that plus 10 game differential could drop to uh, plus seven. And for Notorious Legion, that's perfect because they're at plus seven, uh, especially. Um, uh, Triple Trouble will have to be the next, the big the big upset team, I think, in that respect. And it will still be tough for them, uh, but BDS... Um, they're, um, uh, I think they're in the most vulnerable position with more games going their way. And personally, I think Solari should be able to beat RJM and Weedem Girls most specifically, uh, you know, v v pretty easily as well, especially in the case of Weedem Girls, where I still don't think that team formation has, has linked up for them. Um, uh, and as you say, you know, RJM, I think they're a solid sort of like middle of the table, that fifth position sort of team, which is exactly where they're at right now. Um, uh, for me, it's Notorious Legion, the one that's really contesting and going further up the table. So it does rest on a couple of upsets going, uh, you know, going against the, the teams up at the top end you know I, mm. I will admit that you know for notorious legion i think that their season has gone a little bit too far awry than they would have loved to um uh, uh you know especially with some of the results they posted up against the likes of uh, uh you know against the rcd squad uh, especially um but uh, you know they're still a really good team and i think that you know maybe not this season but next season they'll be able to contest that top three position um uh but uh, uh yeah that, that's the story of rcd there versus notorious legion again rcd still being in that top end position and we'll talk about their matches next week because there are some interesting one still for the RCD camp yes. still to come uh, but before we get on to that let's talk about Triple Trouble now we going into this series we cast this one bacon against uh, mm -hmm. against We Dem Girls we had We Dem Girls pinned to win the whole thing because we took a look at this side and we thought hey this team is uh, uh, this team has a lot more potential than Triple Trouble and we still think Triple Trouble have team issues um, uh, uh, and, and certainly some of those did come up to fruition in a lot of the uh, in, in a lot of the uh, uh, in a lot of the games but you know other than that one four one result from We Dem Girls in, in game two like everything kind of was sat within a single goal differential and Triple Trouble were just barely beating out We Dem girls so i don't think they were having an amazing series but they were managing their expectations pretty well so looking into this game before it started we thought we didn't girls to take it purely because triple trouble were tripping over themselves quite a lot and we them girls would have always three phenomenal games you'd, you'd normally take like put them down to go to uh game five if they get the win um but that's purely because they would normally throw two games right in the middle. Triple uh, Weedham Girls 
so far throughout the season have had a fantastic time. Don't get me wrong. They took uh, the 3-0 loss to Notorious Legion last week, the week before. I mean, back in week four. But We Them Girls should have been the favourite, especially since We Them Girls uh, on Friday took a 3-0 win against Baguette Squad and RGM took the 3-1 loss to RJ. Uh, Triple Trouble took the 3-1 loss to RGM. So going off the back of that, We Them Girls should have been riding high, but coming into this, Triple Trouble looked rejuvenated, didn't they? They looked so much better. They are actually linking up as a team and it was the best I have seen Triple Trouble play. They had to earn that win, don't get me wrong, but that's purely because Weedham Girls had a couple of problems themselves, didn't they, Jay? Yeah, and those problems seem to have not been fixed, whereas I think Triple Trouble have been getting progressively better. Like, obviously, that's the key storyline talking about these two teams, that coming yes. into this, we were like, Triple Trouble and We Them Goals, who's going to take the top spot? Well, now it's Triple Trouble versus We Them Goals, who's going to take that uh, that survival spot at this stage? Um, uh, and we took a look at this match saying, like, both teams have been sort of improving as time has gone on. You know, We Them Girls taking that win against Baguette Squad was fair enough. But, you know, we were set, trying to... The big question going into this one was who's improved the most and who would have been the better of the two teams that we touted to be at the top of the league and well very clearly triple trouble have been the, that that better team you know that that victory put them in sixth position on that table they are still tied up with we Dem girls when it comes to their uh, uh their series uh, wins and losses but They've got five games of difference between those two uh, uh, between those two squads. So right now, Triple Trouble are in a very comfortable position uh, compared to We Dem Girls in the event of a tiebreaker. And uh, this this result is really big as well, you know, for Triple Trouble um, uh, and their position in, in the yeah. league. Because like I think that I still think that this team is a good sort of maybe move away uh, from being a, a top contender in the rival series. I still think that they've got a lot of potential behind them uh, in terms of their uh, uh, in, in terms of their their you know, results like I think the off season is going to be very telling for Triple Trouble and I think that the uh, the next season as well will be uh, a, a very fun little time to see how well they'll be able to, to contend themselves uh, because like you know I, I think that there's a uh, there's opportunity and potential in this team but they need to try and find a way to unlock it you know yeah, and going in th this battle between Weedham Girls, that sixth spot is near enough down to just those two teams yeah. uh, right now. And that battle is going to continue right into the very last week, week seven, because you look at who they've still got left. Triple Trouble have to face BGS, Notorious Legion, and BDS, whereas Weedham Girls have Vertex, uh, Solari, and RJM. So I'm just going to say right now, Weedham Girls technically have the easier matches, I think, purely because Triple Trouble are both uh, have Notorious Legion and BDS. But Triple Trouble have that five-game advantage. So it's going to be a super interesting one, which most likely will come down to that week seven unless there is a big upset win and games just go well out of reach next week, which I think is cool looking forward. Yeah, it's definitely a race between these two teams and a storyline that I really want to be following going forward here. I don't think all the matches from these two, from these, from these teams will be bangers, um, but mm -hmm. they certainly will be interesting to watch going forward because, you know, again, it's these two teams that are contesting for that final spot to survive into the next season and which team can build upon their opportunities going forward. Well, we'll have to find out, but I just want to get a quick sort of power ranking from you right now um, uh, because we talked a lot about Triple Trouble. We talked about We Them Girls a little bit, but I want to talk about them just for a moment because like, 
like I, I feel like this team still has the same sort of like positional and uh, uh, chemistry problems that we've seen from this team ever since the start of the season. And uh, personally for me, like I'd rank Triple Trouble to be above them in terms of my own personal analysis and power rankings. But what, what says you about this team and where they weigh up? What, triple trouble above we them girls. girls. We them girls. At the moment, yeah, after seeing yesterday, and hopefully. I, so I got stung very hard on this with TSM at the start of the season, thinking that they had revitalized themselves. I'm going to make the same mistake, I guess, now if it happens, purely because I, I I want to look at the best. Triple Trouble played very well, and I hope that they can carry that forward because, like I said, Triple Trouble do have that chance to make playoffs still. They still have, I know they um, are in a bit of a tricky spot, but they've still got three games there. They can make it six to three. And of course, those wins would be against very deadly opponents that they'd be fighting directly and already up there with Solari and BDS. So if you look at Triple Trouble now, they have got the better position. Weedham Girls being way too damn games, can't do it. Weedham Girls have not changed at all this season, which they needed to do. They have not gained chemistry with each other, and they're still making very basic, fundamental mistakes with each other. This is a team which I think Weedham Girls, I'm talking about here, will drop this season because they'll be in the bottom four, and they will break up and look for new sides next season. Well, not a good outlook from you in for your nope. predictions. So, um, uh, yeah, not a great sign for we them girls, but we'll see whether or not they can try and contest in the last couple of weeks of league play. And speaking of which, we do have next week's matches to go ahead and predict for. You talk about your prediction about we them girls. Let's predict next week's matches. We've got Triple Trouble hey. versus BGS, Baguette Squad. We've got BDS taking on RCD Espanol. We've got we them girls versus Vertex, RJM versus Solari. And then on the B stream, we've got we them girls versus Solari, Triple Trouble versus Notorious Legion, RCD versus Savet Geneva, BDS. DS versus Vertex. Uh, first up, highlight match of the week. Who we got? Oh, for me, oh, this is a super tough one. It's got to really? be. It's not tough at all. That's, I'm being sarcastic, you tit. It's BDS <laughs> versus RCD Espanol. Purely because BDS take down RCD. Well, boy. BDS yeah. going up top, boy. And that's going to be awesome to see. But... I would love RCD to hold on to their crown. I think RCD are on track for the perfect run of the season, considering this is their last tough opponent. After that, they've got Savet Geneva and then Baguette Squad. Don't get me wrong, there could be an upset in there, but statistically with how those two teams have been playing, they should be walkover free O's. Oh, yeah. BDS are the last hurdle. And... If they beat BDS, that confirms them, I do believe, as a promotion area team. They will be confirmed top three with seven wins. I don't think it will confirm them 100% because there's still the chance of, for the two upsets to come in. So, like, in terms of, like, you know, like, it, you know, the, game in, differential, in terms of, they'll be in, safe. In terms of the game differential, sure, but you also got to remember that series wins also come above, and there's still a chance that BDS could go seven two and tie them up. So there's also that opportunity uh, 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 to to their name. So like, oh, no, I don't I'm saying they'll out. be top three, not auto promotion, but they'll be top three safe if they get. Oh yeah, seven sure, wins. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, fair yeah, enough. But I mean. if BDS do take that win, however, then that might change the complexion for the top one spot as a whole because you know that's that oh, plus ten game difference out. is something big for BDS. They've got a lot going for them right now, a lot of potential in that side, um, uh, uh, but. 
in terms of uh, in terms of the predictions, uh, I want to start with you, Baker. Obviously, you know, my prediction is going to be BDS versus Arsenal Espanol. I mean, there's no fucking other matchup that you <laughs> we really want to see. Realistically, the other games are all going to be pretty meh that week. Maybe you could say Solorio versus RGM. I mean, they still have a lot of weight going to them. Don't get us wrong on that respect. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, but for, they for would those... require, they're one-sided. They require an upset to really be interesting, yeah. I think. Uh, well, let's talk about our predictions then. Go from top to bottom, Bacon. Tell me who you got winning and what series scoreline. So to start us off, I do believe that Triple Trouble are going to take down BDS 3-1. RCD take down, uh, sorry, BGS. I think RCD will take down BDS 3-2. We them girls smack Vertex. Let's go 3-2 because they always throw those middle games. Solari take down RJM 3-1. Solari uh, then take down We them girls 3-0. Notorious Legion take down Triple Trouble, free one. RCD take down Savet Geneva, free O, and then BDS take down Vertex. I was going to call him Variety at the moment for whatever reason. <laughs> what? But Vertex, I don't know. I was thinking Vitality and Vertex because of the Vs, but whatever. But yes, BDS take down Vertex, free O. There is going to be so many free Os this week. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be the same. I'm kind of sitting on that same sort of boat. I've got Dribble Trouble taking Baguette Squad 3-1. I have got RCD going up at BDS 3-2. Uh, I've got Weedem Girls going in, going up against Vertex at uh, 3-1 and Solari against RJM 3-1. Um, I've got Solari beating Weedem Girls 3-0 all the same. Notorious Legion beating Triple Trouble at 3-0. Uh, RCD Ooh. beating Savet Geneva at 3-0 and BDS also beating Vertex at 3-0. Did I say 3-0 for Notorious Legion versus Triple Trouble? I meant 3-1. Excuse me for that. Oh. Fuck that. I fucked that up. Who <laughs> to you? Jay, I was there like that. That is a bold one. Like three one safe on there. I mean, it could happen. Like you look at Notorious Legion's current form. Like the look, only right, team that, that was... has stopped, like stopped them, has been RCD, and that was spectacular. So it does show that Notorious Legion can get beaten because they come up with a game plan going into the games to stop teams out. But their adjustments aren't spectacular mid game. No, and that's the reason why I've gone with that 3-1 prediction. If you swap TT with We Them Girls and, like, you know, had We Them Girls versus Notorious Legion, yeah, 3-0, oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but no, Triple Trouble, I don't think they're that bad. So, you know, that's where I stand on <laughs> my predictions. Not that bad. ROS <laughs> teams aren't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that we're bad at our predictions? Oh, well, yes. you can get involved in the prediction game we currently have going over on the Discord. We actually have some ROS uh, 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 predictions and, and some ROS standings from the from this last week. Uh, we haven't got round five updated just yet, so uh, we'll just give you the current standings at the end of week four. Um, uh, 50 points at the top end of the table is yours truly. Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck you all. Uh, your boy's doing all right. Not too bad in that respect. <laughs> I got the highest points for three weeks in a row. Kiss my ass. Behind me in second oh, place, the boy no, three points is Frostbite. <laughs> what? What did you say? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I've got, you don't do realize I can go back and listen later. So, you know, it's yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> but in second place is Frostbite. 43 points to his name. Digital Bacon, you sit at 39 in third. Yen's two points behind you at 37. John, aka always, two points behind him at 35. And behind John at one point at 34. Dexter at 32 holds the uh, last little bit at the middle of the table. And then the bottom four, we've got KP at 29. Trox also at 29. He actually got highest points in week one, interestingly enough, at eight so far. Um, uh, and Juicy at 26. RL Stat GG at 20 points for your rival series prediction games. 
And now we'll move on to the Championship Series. And I think I do want to start off about the uh, the Championship Series prediction game, see where we are at that one, because that one has also received an update for the end of Week 5 and 6, not for Week 7, all the same. So we'll just start up there. Again, Discord links are in the show notes and video description if you want to get involved in this game. Unfortunately, you will be a little bit late to the party, um, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, you can still try. Give, give a decent shot. Chewie's at the top end of the championship series at 67 points, uh, scoring 31 points in weeks five and six, the highest by a Damn. quite a margin of anybody uh, when it comes to those predictions. So well done, Chewie. I have to say oh, that's yeah. very I was impressive. Next 25 and he, so he smashed it out of the park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He did a really good fucking job. Uh, behind him is Frostbite at 59 points total. KP at 58. You are 55. John, AK always at 53. Oh, fuck off, right? Uh, Dexter, <laughs> 52. And me down at the 50 position. The uh, lowest uh, lowest of all the 50s and 60s. So there you go. I'm, I'm not doing too bad. I'm still solid middle of the table there, but I'm happy with that. Drops in the middle. Yeah, Trox at 47, Juicy at 44, Ty Vogels at 43, Jens at 42, Aros Stats at 29, and J-Man, the newcomer. Well, actually, he's not played since week one, so scratch that. He's not even <laughs> He's not even a newcomer. He's, he's the old boy that just crippled over. That is it. Just <laughs> that, I, I can't keep up with him. He's a, he's a seven point. He the deal. Hey, maybe you could maybe you could come in, in in the last week and like take away not last place. How about that? Give it a shot. If anyone in the Discord, in the show notes, and video descriptions of every single episode of the podcast. And now we move on to our championship series results. Round seven saw Dignitas take endpoint three to one. Reciprocity beat TSM at three to one. Singularity managed to take down endpoint in what I did not expect of a series at three to two. And Dignitas beating Veloce at 3-2 all the same. Then SD Barcelona reverse swept their way up against AS Monaco at 3-2 uh, th on that series board. And Vitality beat Mouseboards by giving them game one, but giving them nothing else. 3-1 on their board. Leaving your final standings for the end of this week. Uh, currently, Renault Vitality are on top at 7-1. Dignitas are also there, tied up at 7-1, but three games are different, separating them at plus 12 and plus 9, respectively. FC Barcelona, uh, two spots climbing this week as they go up to 5-2, to two, plus 5 on game differential. Uh, Veloce tie breaked at 5-3, to three, also plus 5 game differential. And Reciprocity down there in the fifth position at 5-3, to three, but, uh, but uh, I think their head-to-head -head results against Veloce are a little bit awkward, so they uh, tie breaked in that respect. But they have moved up a place. Mouse Sports have moved down two places is at sixth position now at the uh, bottom end of the top six at four to three. Uh, Singularity moving up against Endpoint, obviously with that series victory now in the survival spot at uh, uh, five, uh, three to five on their board. Now Endpoint and TSM are the ones up for relegation, two to six and one to seven respectively. Poor AS Monaco though is still with yet to get a victory on the board. Zero and eight here for this season so far. And I want to start with Veloce today, Bacon, because the thing that we keep drilling into people's heads is Veloce skating by, Veloce skating by, Veloce skating by. I actually think this result against Dignitas was well fought and pretty legit. At this point, mm. I've been looking for a reason to be convinced. I think this might well be my reason to be convinced that Veloce are a top four dark horse. That's where I want to push them. You know, they're yep. not like a, a, a world beating team that I don't think they'll go so far as to also uh, auto promote to the uh, to the semifinals or to the world championships. But in terms of their position in the league i think they're legit top four now and this show against dignitas was fucking good oh definitely like it for me it really does come down to consistency with this side i talked about it before that i do a little bit of research still in the middle of that uh we'll announce when that comes out of course um but 
you look at this team and they just have a very solid, a very standard playstyle, but it's one that is quite hard to break down for teams. It means that it's also very adaptable. You look at the number of OTs in that game, you could just see they were figuring out they've got good predictions. The mental aspect of Veloce is so strong and Dig purely won out. I'm going to say purely based on skill. They are better players, but are they the better team? At the moment, Veloce have, I think, the accolade of the best team is like the best unit, you know, the best trio going on in EU. Yeah, and they're just going to get significantly better, you know. In the first couple of weeks, you know, obviously we were given the idea that they were skating by on results against lack of form from reciprocity and from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know uh, singularity and endpoint and such. But, like, you know, like their position... Uh, their their position has been contextualized by new results and it's like some of the losses they've taken especially against FC Barcelona in particular uh, was the uh, it's sort of the result of uh, you know that that team being better and the same thing with Mouse Sports sort of like coming alive in that one week and again against Dignitas that contextualizes it even further because you know these are the teams you would expect Veloce to at least have a difficult time if not lose against versus now you look at CSM they're objectively terrible reciprocity are in a slump you know singularity and endpoint of the newly promoted rival series teams and right now they're down at the very uh, bottom end of the table of survival or relegation. As Monaco are also objectively shit. You know, like, Veloce have secured themselves a very solid position. You know, I think that's the key thing for them right now. You know, like, all the results from the last few weeks, like, it's taken a long time, I think, to prove it to me, but now I'm convinced. You know, now I'm I'm behind this team again, and for me, that's obviously great because I'm a big Veloce fan, you know. Like, they they were the team that I I put put down the uh, auto-promotion ruling. I I put that down to them being, to, to, to them being such a good squad imagine to prove themselves in last season and prove themselves uh, when they uh, when they went you know zero uh, seven and0 uh, in, in in the season of the RLRS before so yeah I'm more the last season was skirting by on some different uh, cases of the teams not performing on the weeks but I will say off the back of that that they you look at how they performed at welds right? And we've just got to maybe think about going forward, what do we do with this side? Because I think their international performance was not great from Veloce. And this is a team that might need to start thinking about where they go. I'm not saying about, you know, going for a transfer. Like this is a team that does not need to bring in a new player. But how do they adapt to a play style which they're not sure of? We look to the American teams as the example of this one, Jay. They only just snuck out a win against E United, but when they went up against Space Station, they were dreadful. So I'm just saying for this season, it works quite well that they're stuck in EU, but going into next season, I think this is a team that have got to maybe get a trump card, you know, an ace for themselves, because at the moment they're just bland. Yeah, I think that's the only real sort of like drawback for them is the fact mm-hmm. that they are playing very standard Rocket League, and if they can find like a new a, a, a new way to sort the of hot like new you know, thing. yeah, if they if they become like if they can try and find a way to become the hot new thing again, then yeah, they'll be able to have some more yeah. more legit seasons um, uh, going forward for them. Obviously, they've got one more fixture against the Renault Vitality. 
which I, I don't think they'll be able to uh, bring anything special in the in the next uh, in the next few days. Uh, so you know they'll uh, the, the, they should be able to lose to that one pretty effectively. We'll come to our predictions a little bit later. Um, but for Veloce again, you know they're not world beaters. I don't think they're world championship material right now. But in mm-hmm. terms of their position in the league, like they are legit top four. And for that, I'm I'm more than happy to concede my earlier points about them skating by this season. So. A team that we, uh, well, right now they're currently standing in that top four position, but they are still having a couple of concerning results is FC Barcelona now. A past couple of weeks, we said them, we said about them, they're fucking really cool now. They're really having a, a great time. They're playing like a team rather than just three striking in elements. And uh, for this one, I, I thought that they'd be able to smash AS Monaco out of the gate. I think we both went 3-0 on our predictions uh, for oh, FC yes. Barcelona versus uh, AS Monaco this week. And unfortunately... Yeah, no. <laughs> this uh, it was a bad I'm, week. We it, talked it, about it, it, it was earlier. a bad week. Here's, here's the thing, like to, to contextualize where I think I don't think FC Barcelona. Like I say that I I want to say that I saw FCB of old uh, in, mm-hmm. in this series this week. Not quite FCB of old from like the Bluey era, but certainly in like the first few weeks we were looking at this team like they don't give a fuck. They're playing like their standard sort of like um uh, uh, the standard three striker role, and it's not going to work out in the long term and that's what I saw here from them and you could see how AS Monaco they felt like their lives were on the line this week and they most certainly were they stepped up a little bit and as soon as that tiny bit of pressure came in from AS Monaco FC Barcelona started making severe mistakes severe mistakes in that back line luckily they got it together and they were able to return against ASM but three or two on the board that's not a result that I thought I'd see out of FCB against this squad no, and for me, that comes down to FCB thought this would just be a walkover for them. So when AS Monaco started to punch back, you know, start to fight, well, Barca didn't have an answer straight off the back and they panicked. They didn't really get anything together. They weren't taking it seriously. Like I said, this was a bad week for them across the board. So it could be something else in the underlying aspects of the team. But looking at this, Barca, they cannot play like that. Any other team within the league, if they're playing against that, Barcelona would have beaten them, bar maybe TSM. So they've got to go away because they've got a double header this coming week. And they have to fix that. I know, yes, one of the teams is TSM they're going up against, but Mouse, Mouse will not allow them to play like that. Mouse are an interesting side at the moment because they've got a lot of faults about themselves, but they're still getting the important wins when they need to. And they're definitely strong enough, well better than ASM to get a win there. And Barca at the moment for me, You've got Devo, who's really stepped up. Flakes, who has just been a great striking role. Ronicky as well has been the man all about the pitch. But linking up as a team is still a problem for them. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about it is that, like, they had a decent idea going into several of their series prior, you know, against Singularity. Like, you know, mm. certainly the caveat was there about the fact that obviously it's against a lower level team, in my opinion. Um, against the Dinatas side, like they looked like they were holding their own in terms of this style. Um, uh, but FC Barcelona still took the loss in that series, and it's like looking at the the whole situation uh, with, uh, with, uh, with 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 FCB. It's like they've got a good idea on how to play. You know, it's just a case of trying to find those link ups and. 
the main fear that I thought about this team is the fact that if they're able to put their egos aside, then the team formation will work so fucking well. But the fact that they're, you know, having these struggles with ASM, like I feel like some of those egos might come back into uh, uh, to the fold. Because let's, let's be real here. Like this is Flakes, Ronicky and fucking Devo we're talking about, you know? One's a world champion. One's a, one's a player that made a joke in the midst of his team's uh, utter collapse and the other is Flakes. You know, that, that's the reality about the personalities within this, within this team. And I thought for a bit that they were able to put aside their sort of uh, differences and their egos in order to use the team team style against some of the teams that they've had uh, that they've had to face off against and i think the I thought that they, yes, they were going to have a, a good time in, in going forward in this series but the the team players once again just crumbled to pieces here bacon well and the biggest problem there comes down to actually being communication with between the teammates sometimes they just are not setting themselves up in the correct position for example a player going up uh, will be looking to pass the ball into the center and there's no one there from the pass to yes Barcelona is an incredibly aggressive team but in those cases when you've got two players all the way back at their own goal what on earth is Barcelona doing they're handing the ball over and so Barca really needs to work that out and I don't know how exactly you go about doing it because it's all about making sure everyone's on the same page with plans making sure they get those comms together and i don't know how it'd work for them personally but you look at him right now they're just three incredible players that are able to somehow get a you know 90 percent of the game going but if they get pushed into that 10 percent, which quite often is a when they're really pushed back into their own defense you know right up against that wall or they're being starved to boost they crumble yeah and in the defensive element as well i want to bring that back to the conversation real quick because you brought it up a moment ago is that two free players being caught in their own net is never a good look for a defensive but as well as that mm. when you're seeing players trying to go up of oh, like players are like some flakes and rodicky going up to try and take saves above someone like devo who probably might be the best defending element on this team i'm looking at this like I feel like they don't, I, I feel, again, same situation as before. I feel like they don't trust each other. I feel like their egos are getting in the way because like, you know, they outranked Devo in terms of his saves per game. And it's like, I feel like that they need to be there to back him up as soon as he commits for a defensive, but not go forward first. And as soon as they do that, they'll be able to find a counter attack because Ronicky and Flates can chase downfield. And as soon as Devo finds that, uh, that, that clear out to that midfield, Ronicky can take the shot, Flates can clear up the back line. That was what was working so well in previous weeks. And we weren't seeing any of that throughout the course of this series. And, I feel like, you know, eventually they got the solo players together to overwhelm AS Monaco, but this could have been a much more confident series. Even though the games that they won, by the way, from FC Barcelona, all went to overtimes. Like, mm. they, they, they brought it back, kicking and screaming into the game five and into the victory in the end for FC Barcelona, but this shouldn't have been as close as it was, man. Like, absolutely not. I, 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 I fear now. I, I, and every time I see one of these results, I fear that FC Barcelona are slipping back into old habits and not being the exciting team that this team should be. Because mm -hmm. Flakes, Devo, Ronicky, that should be a fucking world-beating team right there, you know? Just off the basis of what they've been able to achieve and the players and the team and the caliber of these players. But... The formation is just not there for it, you know? Yeah. And this was, because we, we saw this get posted up on uh, Reddit on the r slash soccer one, where this was such a hyped match because it was two big football clubs going up against each other. Think back to the Barca versus PSG days. And you look at this and go, if this is what, you know, your first game into Rocket League, the, like professional Rocket League, if this is your first experience, oh, 
boy, you're in for a treat to actually see some good teams play because this was just appalling compared to what these two guys, these two sets of uh, players could actually do. It just feels like this was a naff as hell week coming out from FCB and ASM as a project has just crumbled with their confidence over the last few weeks. Yeah, on a side note, by the way, shout out to uh, Inter Mirifica, who's the guy who posted that thing on r slash soccer. It made it to the front page. It had 2.2 upvotes total uh, from the soccer community. So they really (laughs) fucking dig the Rocket League thing. Like, he's done more for Rocket League in one fucking (laughs) post than Psyonics have probably done in maybe about six months. So so you know what? Barcelona were doing a countdown on their Instagram as well to that game. Yeah, that too as well. That's fucking awesome. Mm. This match had a lot of hype going into it. And I'm really disappointed that it wasn't the best match that we could have delivered um i think that it never was gonna be um uh, but i feel like that anyone who watched and enjoyed and sticks around that's a big fucking thing for for rocket league esports i i really appreciate that also as well as that uh, uh mirifica by the way like i'm probably gonna be sliding into your dms if you watch this um because that write-up that you did on r slash soccer was actually really good and did the team's justice so um, i might have something for you going forward uh, i'm definitely gonna have to reach out to you soon but <laughs> On that note, FC Barcelona concerns in their camp. They will have to move forward to take on, as you mentioned, TSM and Mouse Sports next week in their doubleheader weekend. Uh, Mouse Sports as well having their own doubleheader of their own, right? So definitely want to talk about them and moving forward in a little bit's time. But for now, we'll move on and talk about the rival series clash between the Singularity and Endpoint sides. Um, uh, I had Endpoint pinned to win this one. I didn't actually watch this match, Bacon, unfortunately. So you're going to have to oh. carry me through the analysis of this one um, uh, because Singularity got the, uh, well, Endpoint got the match point first at 2-1, to one, and then Singularity got two relatively confident games above them with a five-minute overtime on Champions Field. I did not see Singularity winning this uh, matchup. I had Endpoint pinned to take this one, I think. I thought it would be close. Uh, it certainly mm. was close. Uh, it could have come down to a single goal for Endpoint, but why did they lose this one? So I think I got my prediction right on this one with 3-2 going to sing. And that all comes down to these two teams are super close. And it really just comes down to rotations and very situational. There's a lot of back and forth in this. Either team could have taken it in that five-minute overtime. And it was just singularity. Well, it, it, Endpoint made a mistake. That was the biggest problem of it singularity being able to just capitalize upon that and for me it shows that singularity and endpoint this is what a rookie season should be for them where they're just trying to fight to stay up this would be a great growth like singularity we know have got already the foundations in place but next season be when they kick it off endpoint have got a lot to work on as a team because we've seen some players be very shaky week in week out but this was both teams really playing what i think is their best and i want to see more from it there's still potential that singularity could fight into a much more tastier position considering endpoint could fight back next week they've got mouse and that could hurt mouse's chances as singularity does have asm next week which by all means should be a free win so that'd be quite a cool one to see but that really depends upon what happens with mouse there but for me endpoint i think they're safe going into promotional playoffs I, I don't get me wrong. I can't say the exact same for TSM right now, but Endpoint, if they're going up against, you know, someone like Notorious Legion, uh, BDS or Solari, I think they should be safe. I think they should be okay. 
but it's only like a 60 to 40 in their favor, you know? Whereas Singularity at the moment, to keep this high riding, they've got to really get this win next week against ASM. For them right now, I feel like they're the team that could crumble a lot easier if they had suddenly just completely dropped. But they should be fine. I mean, I'm actually, I, I kind of, I had the opposite uh, opinions, actually. I think that Endpoint are the ones that could crumble very easily because we've seen how easily the team sort of go falls to pieces as soon as one element goes missing. And against Mousepaws, that's very easy for them to be able to take that win in for Endpoint to go down 3-0. The game differential certainly won't help them because they're already negative six. So, and I feel I'm going like to say, well, no, Singularity's lows are a lot lower than Endpoint's. And yes, that will purely come down to the fact that Natchtow has absolutely been hitting it out of the park. Therefore, Endpoint and Virtuoso has been really good as well. Relay and Wave has been questionable, but if his highs are high, that team is fantastic. So I feel like the the lows of Endpoint aren't as bad as Singularity. Like Singularity, put it this way, if Nolly is not performing on one week, they don't do well. And Nolly's been the most consistent aspect to him. It comes down to his team. Fundamentally, Singularity have got a lot more of a riskier attitude to them. You think about the number of just prediction jumps that they do where they're trying to contest up in the midfield, right up in the air. And it's a much riskier strat. Endpoint, I think, should be able to go into the promotion relegation tournament and play a very safe game against these teams and just, you know, hold their head above water. Yeah, I think obviously, like for Endpoint, the most obvious thing for them is to be in the relegation tournament. I think that their chances of making it into championship series from seventh spot are going to be very slim. It's not happening. It's it's it's, it's definitely. I I don't think it will happen on on the basis of. Uh, uh, see, here's the thing: they've got to take the win against Mouse Sports and hope Singularity lose to AS Monaco. And even then, AS mm-hmm. Monaco taking a win there throws all sorts of fucking wacky shit into the fold when it comes to the bottom three. So like, the the, the odds of them taking uh, the odds of them doing that is going to be like you know, very difficult. And Endpoint oh, are not the team. should be locked in by now, by all means. Like, it's just bar name yeah. at this point. Because like Endpoint, ASM Endpoint, can't... Go on. So. I was going to say, Endpoint are not the team that we've known to be very prepared for these uh, for these matches. Like, Singularity, if they took on Mouseports, I could say maybe if, if, the, if the roles were swapped in Singularity were against Mouseports and they were fighting for their chance, like, then I could see a way that maybe they could prepare in the same sort of way that they did against the likes of Renault Vitality, for example. Mm. Um, but... Uh, it's because it's endpoint and because they are so reliant on their just their, their general team play like i feel like the, the, this this is not a result they should win i feel like endpoint are doomed to go back to relegations and what a story that is as well because we said hey endpoint above singularity for this season they'll be fighting to stay in singularity most likely will be the team that goes to relegations um or promotion playoff i should say and to see that whole thing come down to the race and the, those two teams being in the seventh and eighth positions on the borderline of being in the relegation zone, similar to what like We Them Girls and Triple Trouble are doing down in Rival Series, like it's 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 quite a little bit of a sneak attack coming in from Singularity. I feel. I guess for me, it comes down to how much potential and development do these two have. I think Singularity has got both though a Nolly that can go super far to the point of. No matter what happens, I reckon a team's picking up, like a big team will pick up Nolly in the offseason because he is such a hot topic at the moment. You, like you you take a team like Reciprocity, like I don't think they're going to make any uh, changes in the offseason at the moment because that's such a close-knit side. But 
you got to think like any one of those top teams that don't have a good regional performance might be inkling of going, how about we bring in a player that's really proved themselves and really been a standout highlight player. The same can be looking over to say Virtuoso and Achatau on Endpoint. And it's going to be interesting because at the moment we see with these lower teams, Endpoint and Singularity, that each week there is always one real standout player you cannot have that in the rlcs the whole team has to be functioning on the same wavelength and to that point then how do you do that coaching some management going behind the scenes to try and get this team in order for me it's it's too early for these two teams to make a run but the off season is going to be massive for them isn't it where they have got to make massive improvements yeah, I agreed. I mean, I'll be watching the offseason closely for these teams. I mean, I realize that they might have to fracture just to go for the world champ, uh, to go for the Intel World Open because that's the only mm-hmm. thing that we have lined up. Uh, but uh, I digress on that particular respect. That's another conversation for another day because even that might get cancelled. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, yep. we'll move on and talk about Renault Vitality and Mouse Sports here um, uh, because there's a couple of different storylines to go into this one. Obviously, with Renault Vitality's victory on this one, they secure themselves in that top spot. I don't think they're 100% secured for the semifinals, but they're at the very least in that top four position. So that's already a, a big result for them. Um, uh, for Mouse Sports, though, I hope this one will be a bit closer than what it actually was. Like they got the first game in and they got a couple of close sort of like overtimes and, and one goal differentials. But outside of that first game, I feel like they've really got shut down by Renault Vitality. Um, uh, and so I'm starting, just sorry. sorry, just before we, just before you get to your oh. point, I'm starting to see a bit of a, I'm starting to see the same patterns develop from last season. You remember how now sports bottled it in the last two weeks? Like I'm starting to get concerned. <laughs> we're going to see history repeat itself uh, for a second time. I mean, mouse sports have bottled it all season long. Realistically, let's be honest there. This is a team when scrub formed, everyone went, oh shit, this is going to be a top three, top four, easy team. Yet, how many times have we just seen them not show up? Go back to that reciprocity versus mouse game back in week two and just, uh, I mean, but it, it was them hitting their heads up against a brick wall and just looking at blood, thinking that's funny and keep on doing it. We talked about it back in week two. This has been such a brain dead team. And going back to an interview by uh, Speed, where he was saying that he hates the brain dead meta at the moment. No, that's not a meta. That is how you guys are playing. This is something which mouse sports need to fundamentally change up how they're playing as a team. And it's all on them because you do not see that coming out from Dignitas. You do not see it coming out from Vitality, who have had to adapt as this season goes on and figure out how to play properly with Alpha, and you're suddenly starting to see this right now in games like this, where Vitality, where they have put the work in, it seems, to really fit this team the best way they can, they can always etch out those wins over Mouse. Don't get me wrong, they dropped the first game, but Vitality generally starts off a little bit on the slower end, don't they, Jay? So Mouse, they have got a lot of work to do with uh, Left Mirror, the coach, and really start pulling things together because they're in a good position right now sixth they should be able to make the run through the regional bracket and be able to deliver and that's not including that next week they've got two games mouse if they can take down endpoint will get a win they'll put them five free if they can take down barcelona well then that opens them up into a much prettier position so it's not all doom and gloom for mouse but it will be if they do not get their house in order 
it's not doom and gloom, but it's certainly up and down, I feel like. Like, with this loss that they took this week, they dropped two places from fourth to sixth. And now they're the ones that are teetering on the edge of potentially being moved mm. out of the uh, 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 moved out of the promotion playoffs. Uh, not promotion playoffs. Um, uh, you know, regional playoffs. So they're, they're just so fucking weird at the moment. And it's, it, it's, it, it, it's weird as well for us because, like, I take a look at this team and I think, yeah, they should be fucking top four. You know, they should be in the position that I feel like uh, Veloce should be at right now. But right now, because of the way that they've just been so inconsistent and weird, like, I feel like something needs to needs to, to change in that roster. I'm not saying make a roster move. I'm actually going to suggest making a coaching move, uh, to I be honest. I was going to say the same thing. Because, like, I, I, feel like, I feel like we're in the same situation with Savet Geneva in the sense that we've got mm -hmm. all the elements there, but what they need is some life coaching to get them more consistent and push them into a position where they can actually be, you know, make the best use of all their elements. Because I'm not being funny. Cooks here speed and scrub killer. That's the same as FC Barcelona. That should be a team that should be fucking, you know, smashing that, it out of the park. That's a world winning team yeah, right there. That's a world championship winning team right there. And they're not winning world championships. They're barely making it to, uh, uh, to, to world championships. And it's like, they need a life coach right now. Um, and again, Gregan is the first thing that pops into my head because he is the most, you know, known life coach for me in terms of Rocket League uh, coaches. Um, but like, you know, if they're, you know, as much as the Savet Geneva result is very, uh, the Savet Geneva move is relatively unlikely due to their caliber for mouse sports, getting someone like Gregan through the door should be no troubles whatsoever. And I feel like right now, that's the move they need to make. You know, I feel like that's what they need to do. They need to find someone among the likes of a Gregan, of a life coach to, to, mm -hmm. to put these players into a decent position. Because again, this, so fucking talented. I don't think that talent is gone. It's just that right now they're just so inconsistent with the way that they play. Yeah, and you just have love as well for left. That would mean he'd be able to fall back and focus back on his career as a player, making it into the RLRS, working on his content creation and all of that. It feels like a full dedicated man in charge, a coach slash manager would be the best option for Mouse right now and just get these lads all together because this ideally has got the best team. You've got Scrub there who is that hot new talent. You've got Speed who is the man of every role and perfect at, you know, interviews and with his persona. And then you've got Cooks here who is the Rocket League legend as it is, you know, the Italian god that he is. So the Italian right god that's being on lockdown and now has free Pornhub. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Always bringing up the Pornhub. Oh. <laughs> what but, can I say, man? I'm single and jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but going on from that, like Mouse has got all the makings. You've got a great org there as well who value their players. And it just comes down to why are you not seeing this through to its final form? form you know yeah like it, I, that, that's the new question like, why are they not seeing it through their final form and again i feel like it's mentality issues like i feel like that's kind of been mm. a, a recurring theme for mouse sports as a whole um and it has been to the benefit of Renner vitality uh, just to move on to the other end of this particular matchup and the other side of this story, um, uh, these guys are on fucking fire. Um, it feels like this uh, um, th this team took a little bit of time to get spooled up against the Dignitas side, but as soon as they took that win against Dignitas, um, uh, you know, they still look confident against most of their teams, but as soon as Dignitas fell to their knees, like Renault Vitality proved that they are awesome. And this mm. roster finally, 
finally looks like a team that could that 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 we hope to see. You know, like we saw this team saying that alpha move is the most baller move in all of fucking Rocket League esports, and well, <laughs> there it is, right there, top ranked player in the whole fucking server. You know, one point four eight on Octane with some of the most ridiculous stuff I've seen from Renner Vitality in a very long time. The these guys are. F- absolutely on fire and i'm well, so so happy to see it you know we said it in that dig game that was when vitality finally clicked and at that point they had only dropped one game going forward this is a team which i believe on the world scale can only be beaten by two teams that's dig who we saw is always going to be a great rivalry no matter what Dignitas has first vitality within Rock League always has and always will be but the second would be NRG coming over from America currently right now that's not going to happen for a while so Vitality only have one team that can contest them in Dignitas so going you know forward Vitality still have so much more room to grow this is the team that is super scary and arguably still the best team in the world at the moment which is bonkers they're going to be paving the path at the moment for rocket league and how it's going to develop down the line and they are going to be the world leaders at that yeah, and they and they most certainly are world leaders at the moment. You know, I think they've taken themselves into position as the definitive best team in EU right now. Like this, uh, mm-hmm. this feels like this is going to be such a big sort of off season for them as well. Like you know, obviously they've got the they they they're, they're the only fully national roster in the team EU France. championships uh, in, in in the championship series right now. So assuming Intel World Open goes ahead, they are prime contenders to be Team France. They are prime contenders for the Intel World Open as a whole. So this off season for them, like. Things are looking real fucking good for what they could do uh, for themselves, for the French scene, for Renner Vitality, um, and going into next season after that, like, assuming they can hold on to their form, I feel like this team is in for a world championship bacon, and this will be a second one for Vitality, this will be a second one for uh, for Fairy Peak, I think a fourth for Kalop now, something stupid mm-hmm. like that, like, these these guys are world beaters, they are championship contenders, and uh, god fucking damn it, I wish that they had a world championship this season, just because I feel like <laughs> if they had it can, can we just can get it. something like worlds to be postponed top four from each regional or whatever like you know still goes on through but it's just at a postponed date or something yeah. because like and even if it's just like oh corona's sort of like you know calming down now just do it in like it's you know no audience just do it in a closed studio environment that sort of thing just at a later date and then actually finally see it through because that's what everyone wants like not being able to see these teams go up against each other like we'll we'll still say like let's just say intel keeps going ahead but it's still not the same because realistically the only national sides that you're going to see there at the intel world open could be a team usa because i'm trying to look i know you do get of course canadians in the american teams because yes but mostly you could see a team usa and a team france is the only two countries that could remain as their actual competitive teams yeah um and honestly do you know what like i'm hoping there's some tournament organizer out there that wants to book a land a, a land event where they basically just pseudo do the world championships um uh, because like fucking you know you, you would make a shit ton of money off that just by default just to invite all the teams that mm. would have made it to the world championship and then just say fuck it this is going to be a new tournament now not even have to do it in front of an audience closed doors studio environment um just to, just to do that after coronavirus is all like you know fucking you know fucked off and the dust has settled like legit 
man, that would be so fucking awesome to see these teams go up, go at it for it because man, the reason we have to see it, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It was like, how can you do, how can you do this? And what could well be one of the best clashes between EU and North America, man, that fucking, I'm so disappointed because like we have seen situations in the past where a team have had sort of like those those big runs and then they've dropped off after those runs and then obviously in the in this context it means that if Renault Vitality do drop off then the world championship that they could have very easily taken control of and had under their belt mm. is now not going to go their way and that's just the most upsetting part for me about this. If that, if that's the, the the route that history takes, I'm not saying that's how it's going to go. I think that this team is a lot more ahead of them. But fuck, man, if that's if that's what we see, if that's what we see out of the out, 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 out of the scene of the off season, then I will be all well, sorts of pissed. It's mainly because everything has been building up to this vitality side. We know it's a French walk that within every other esport wants a fully French team. It took their time from originally picking up, you know, pocket aces back in the day with Fairy Peak. Then they took out Freaky, you know, then they took out Pashi and now they've taken out uh, Scrub Killer to be able to bring in Alpha. And it's like the final evolution of this team. And then they're held back by Coronavirus. Coronavirus was purely created to stop Vitality winning Worlds as a full French team. That's it, you know? And it's just, oh, it's heartbreaking. Well, heartbreak certainly will not be felt by Renault Vitality for this week at the very least. They are 7-1 up. They are on top of league. They are separated by three games difference between Dignitas. They need to get swept for Dignitas to try and uh, equalize uh, against the reciprocity side or against the... Um, uh against the Veloce side, which Renner Vitality have next week. Uh, but speaking of next week, let's do next week's matches and predictions. It is the final week of RLCS League play for this season. And to close out, we have Mouseports versus Endpoint. FC Barcelona taking on TSM. AS Monaco versus Singularity. FC Barcelona versus Mouseports. And both teams doubleheader weekend uh, uh, ending off matches. Uh, Renner Vitality versus Veloce. And Reciprocity versus Dignitas as the final matchup of the season. Highlight match bacon, go. Oh, easily the highlight match here for me has to be FCB versus Mouse Sports. You could be looking at Reciprocity versus Dig, but I think there's a lot more weight going on FCB versus Mouse. Really? F Reciprocity versus Dig? That, that's like an extra mention. Like, are you serious? Reciprocity are fucking terrible. They've been on a slump for the longest time. Like, this is an easy 3 0 for Dig for, my, for me. Like, actually, Ooh. my honorable mention was going to be Renault Vitality versus uh, uh, Veloce, honestly, um, because I think. That would be the ultimate test for Veloce to see, well, yeah, you guys are top four right now. What could you potentially do against one of the best teams in the world? Okay. Could you really be that dark horse for me? But yeah, I do agree. FC Barcelona versus Mouseports. That's going to be a real fun fucking time. But predictions, top to bottom, bacon. Where do you stand on these matches? So, Mouse Sports to take Endpoint 3 1. FCB to take TSM 3 0. Singularity to take ASM 3 1. FCB, and this hurts me to say to take Mouse Free One because I'm a Mouse Sports fan, you know that. And Vitality taking down Veloce. Let's go Free Two and Dig taking down Reciprocity Free One. I'm going to go Mouse Sports above M.31, FCB over TSM 3 0, Singularity above ASM 3 0. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm you think a 3-0? I think, I think, I th mm. after 
of, nah, of the last three week's one, three, three one, two? three one, three one. I'm three gonna go three one. one. Yeah. Uh, but I think FCB versus Mouse Sports will be a bit closer at three to two. And on this one, I'm gonna lean to the favor of FC Barcelona. I think. Yep. Uh, Renault Vital, Iba Veloce, three uh, one. And Dignitas should smash reciprocity 3 0. Uh, I'm not being funny, but Dignitas are just too fucking good right now. Like, I can't see how much I'd want Mouse to get two wins this week right now because that would turn their season entirely around and put them in a good spot for oh, regions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, 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 they would be suddenly catapulted back up to top four, oh, yeah. I think. So, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that Mouse Sports result comes through, but I'm not, I'm not going to count it just yet. Again, it all rests in the FC Barcelona count to see whether or not they can deny Mouse Sports' opportunities. And on that note... We're going to get out of here. That's the show done. That's our LCS done. That's our tournament roundup. And you were right, Bacon, because we shot through all the early topics. And now the uh, the tournament roundup has taken us for fucking ever. What, what yep. can you say, man? We love Rocket League. So uh, how, how, else can we, uh, how else can we express that by chatting shit for two hours at a time? True, true. Yeah, like, it, it's a good week of, like, Rocket League action. We're finally coming up to, like, the pinnacle of the season. Last week's are always... Re either really really shite because the story's already told like you know places already put uh put aside but this week there is a lot of wiggle room about yes we can look at the current standings and think you know like it probably will end like this but like i said a double win from mouse would put them at six to three which catapults them up into that third fourth place reciprocity you gotta think jay right now they take down dig and that would have massive opening spots there for Barcelona and Veloce and Vitality realistically are safe in a top two spot unless something crazy happens so anything can change in this final week which is always super exciting to the point of you could maybe even see Endpoint pop up into seventh if ASM finally get their win you know We'll see whether that actually ends up happening. But for now, we're going to have to get out of here for RL Aftershock. I'll do the regular plugs. Follow us on Twitter at RL Aftershock and twitch.tv slash RL Aftershock to catch the live shows when they do return, hopefully in the next two weeks or so. I mean, to be honest, Bacon, we actually could return the live shows very soon because, you know, now that we've got no more Arena Clash on, mm -hmm. on, on Tuesdays because it got uh, postponed because of coronavirus, maybe we could do some live shows again. Next uh, we'll Tuesday, try to see if we can another live show? We'll try to see if we can do it. Twitch.tv slash Arrow Love to Truck if you're not if you are interested in catching us live. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do that next week. No promises, though. Uh, Bacon, you're also doing the... Uh, uh, well, you were doing the uh, the viewing parties on Twitch as well. That's kind of slowed down a little bit due to your own personal commitments. Uh, you're going to be yeah. back on, 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 Saturday, on Sunday when you shout? I will or? try, but Sunday generally, yeah, becomes like family time like that that's the only problem because we're working every single fucking other day <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah we'll try to of course if you want to keep up on that to see if there is a view empire the best place for that is either to go check over on twitter at rl aftershock or over on my one digital bacon one or head on over to the discord jay Yes, and that Discord is in the show notes and video descriptions of every single episode of the podcast. Make sure you drop in, send us a mailbag via the mailbag channel, or get involved in the. Oh, very, very lately, it's get just involved. a simple mailbag, just to, even to just check in, and see if you're okay in this current yeah, time man. of isolation. That's it. Even if you just send us saying, "Hey, yo, we're um, uh, we're, we're we're fine the coronavirus," and then hey, there you go, it all, all would be well, and we'd be happy with that much. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, something for you to uh, to do later on down the road. Um, but again, Discord show notes, video descriptions, every single episode of the podcast. Blah 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 blah. 
jump in, join the community and have a conversation about Rocket League esports. And the podcast as well can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify and all the regular sort of audio platforms that you can listen to. You can go to anchor.fm slash RLAfterShock to find your favourite platform or request your favourite way to listen. We'll be back next week with even more of the Rocket League action from the final week of the RLCS League play and RLRS League play as well. Until that point though, I've been the Eternal Jade. This has been Digital Bacon. Any final words from you, sir, before we head out? Uh, just currently in this moment of crisis, of course, with Corona, of course, keep washing your hands, kids. But also, more importantly, I bet you haven't even washed that Octane since you got it a few years back. So make sure you get out the alcohol wipes and go and just give that a good old scrub down because it is disgusting. <laughs> it implied that everyone has Octane uh, things. I mean, do people even touch the Octanes? Can germs even spread from that? I don't even know. Anyway, that's Rule it one. from us. That's it from us. We're going to get off your screens. We're going to get out of your ears, and we'll see you back here next week for even more of the Aftershock.